self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another fantastic episode you can find me on twitter and instagram at mr m-i-s-t-e-r underscore on point and on tiktok at carl underscore young y-u-n-g and i can be found on instagram as uh, red underscore calamity we are still doing the listener letter um so if you have a question a comment a situation whatever that you would like for us to discuss um on the show you can send it to our gmail account which is conversation artist at gmail.com um and we will get get to it we did not have any this week did we we didn't no. really. okay no. So we're gonna hop into some red letters and see. Yeah. Um, let me see. So I saved a few. Um I have some I am I the asshole and I also have just some regular ones. Regular um I didn't save a whole lot. So am I the asshole for calling out my girlfriend for wearing too much makeup? Am I the asshole for leaving my husband for leaving after my husband called me a good girl? Mm, good girl. You want to do the good girl? Yeah. <laughs> of course you want to do the good girl. Okay. My husband's cousin is getting married, but everything has been really rushed, and we only found out five days before the engagement party. My husband flew there from where he was, but I wasn't planning on attending as I was visiting my family and didn't want to leave early as I hadn't seen them in ages. He convinced me to fly there for the engagement party and wedding, which is going to be a week later. As he said, it was very important to him and his family for me to be there. Flew there on the day of the engagement party and met my husband there. When he saw me, he made a comment about how I was a good girl for coming in front of a group of his cousins. I find the phrase good girl extremely condescending and I hate being called that. I told him not to call me that and he just doubled down and called me it again and a cousin of his chimed in and said it too. I was really annoyed, so I decided to leave because I didn't want to cause a scene and ruin the engagement party. When he got back, he was angry at me for leaving without telling him and said I overreacted. If he knew I was going to behave like that, he wouldn't have asked me to come. Now that I've calmed down, I'm starting to wonder if I did overreact and if the pregnancy hormones just made me overly sensitive. She mentioned she was pregnant. What? What? Like, she said that he said that if I knew you would act that way, I wouldn't have asked you to come. Why wouldn't you say if I knew you were going to respond that way, I wouldn't have said what I said? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my good. You overreact. Look, I don't like the invalidation of another person's experience. You don't get to choose how somebody responds to something right their response is telling of how they feel about your actions so like yeah no i thought this was gonna be something different <laughs> you thought it was gonna be something sexual didn't you? i thought it was gonna be kink related <laughs> i thought you know what i'm saying i thought that it was gonna be the first time she was said good girl too and then she gonna have a problem with it this shit was all kinds of out of context. <laughs> and then he doubled down on it in front of his cousins. 
And then why the fuck would the cousin jump in knowing that it's a tense situation already? You know, some See, just assholes are just like to be a part of some fuckery. No, what he got is a cut. He got a, a range of cousins that probably actively participate in dick swinging contests. <laughs> and that good girl shit was probably a measure of letting them know that he got his woman on a leash. That's what I think. I mean, I don't know if I would have left. I would have, de- we would have had a whole fucking conversation. I'm not going to say I wouldn't have left inevitably because it sounds like even if you tried to talk to him, he would have still doubled down. Anytime you try to have a conversation in front of people, it, it doesn't go the same way it would go in, in private. So we would have definitely had a conversation about it. I don't know that I would have left immediately without talking to him about it. Um, I don't know if I would have left. That that part seems extreme. Her being angry, absolutely. Um, I don't know that I would have f- flew out, though. <laughs> So it's not in me to just leave. It's in me to be petty (laughs) on purpose. (laughs) It would be in me. I don't think I would leave if my partner took me over there with her girlfriends and I got there and they were like, good boy, and tapped me (laughs) on my head. I'd be like, huh? I wouldn't say nothing. Now I would not like it, but I would I would be calling her something the rest of the time, <laughs> overdoing it. <laughs> Add a girl. Oh, not Add a girl. You mind passing me that sugar? Add a girl. <laughs> I be doing that shit all damn day. I'm giving energy back. That's me. That's my that's my natural instinct. I don't leave. Um. I, but I, but it depends on what it is. If it's bad enough, and if I feel like she flexing in front of her friends at my expense, oh yeah, I'm gonna be petty. Now, if I feel like it's just you know, eh, she trying to fit in and it ain't that big of a deal, and like I can give her some points, you know, I give it to her as long as she don't go overboard with it. You know what I'm saying? I let her be who she gonna be for her friends, and then when we get you know by ourselves. You know I let you have that, right? That whole experience. Because you never called me this thing. You've never said this thing. Like, you acting brand new in front of your people at my expense. And, like, we don't play that. We don't We don't yeah, play that. I mean, what I'm learning in this current relationship is I'm a lot more willing eventually to talk about things. I still have issues with, like, and it ain't even that I don't feel like he gonna be receptive. I just don't really be liking to have conversations about shit. <laughs> just that's, but that's like a. Uh, I think that's a common thing in relationships. I think that we think hard conversations are gonna get us closer to a breakup than closer to strengthening our relationships. I'm not saying that's you. Yeah, because I, I don't even think a that. lot it's of just... people are afraid to do that. I just be feeling like I don't want to deal with the shit. Like it's this is all still like I said, you know, I haven't been in a relationship in a very long time, and so this is all still kind of new because of how long it had been. And so I'm used to not having to like talk shit out. Like I, you know, it's a lot. (laughs) It could be a lot, but 
I think that we're learning each other. So like I feel like in this situation, because he's learning my, you know, my face is very expressive. So I feel like he already think I'm crazy. I don't even know why I ain't did nothing crazy to him. He said I got crazy energy. I said, okay, we'll go with you that. Do. I don't have crazy energy. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like it's like a house that look real good, but inside of the walls, it's, it's this fire raging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can't see it, but you know it's there. <laughs> that's, that's the energy. It, 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 but you got control of it, too. You know I do. Saying? So it's like you siphon it off appropriately <laughs> so that it's a fine balance there. You'll find out what crazy look like. I feel like if he had said something like that, I, I could have just looked at him, but he would have been like, you know what? You right. Let me just. <laughs> because he'll do that. He'll say something and I'll just be like, and he'd be like, okay. <laughs> um, so I feel like that probably wouldn't. And he ain't the kind of person like he, I would be very surprised if he did some shit like this. Like if he tried to like put on for his people. Like, we would nip that in the bud immediately because the way that you are with me when we together is the way that you need to be with me when we around fucking people. So, like, the good girl shit would be a problem. But like I said, I'm not the kind of person that I'm going to just leave and not say nothing. If I'm mad, you're going to fucking know that I'm mad. Like, I'm not going to just, like, get up in the middle of the night or while you gone and leave and, I, and you just come back. I'm, no, we finna, we going to have it out about this. Like, and then you let your cousin jump in? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I wouldn't have left. That's that's my only thing with her. I wouldn't have left because, you know, you have to work these things out. Again, it's a fucking sucky part of being in a relationship. Again, I'm, I'm that's the part that I probably struggle the most with is, like, having discussions about things. <laughs> I just, and I don't know if it's because I just talk about stuff all day anyway because that's what my job is. And so then it's like, now nah, we got to have a deep ass conversation. Like, I don't want to do this. You know, everybody's Must different. <laughs> Everybody different. It's a range of shit that you got to shut down depending on what happened. Like, there's a level of something that could have gone on in front of them that you would need to shut down, like right there in, in oh, everybody's yeah. face, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I just hate the idea that, like, he had to convince her to come out there. And it just didn't even take any credence to the fact that she made a decision that she didn't want to make, you know, for for him to be out there with them and yeah. then felt disrespected. But like, because me personally, if I didn't even want to be there, I would have left. <laughs> like, that was <laughs> my reason to go. I mean, and I think that could have been a part of the case. It's like, I already didn't want to be in this motherfucker. This is a good opportunity for me to just like act mad as hell so I can go back home because. Fuck this place. <laughs> <laughs> True. You know, that, that is a good uh good reason to leave. I definitely use that shit to get the fuck on, boy. <laughs> Maybe she did that. But yeah. I don't think she's the asshole. I no. think he's like the- I said, I, I think, you know, maybe leaving was a little bit much, but her being angry and upset about it, um, is valid. I, I don't think that was an overreaction. And he wasn't even looking to accept accountability for the fact that he said something that may make her feel a certain type of way. He doubled down. Said it again. 
like if your partner tells you that they don't like something, then it's in your best interest to tend to that thing. If you don't, then your ego is too high or you've got somebody you feel like you can manipulate and keep in a situation no matter what you do or say to them. And why would you want to be in a situation like that under those circumstances? I have two more for you to pick from, but I want to do both of them. You just get to pick. And I know which one you're going to choose. I don't really care about doing one of them. But I know when I say this title, you're going to pick that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> but one of them I absolutely want to do because I just, it just sounds so fucking ridiculous to me that I'm just like, what? So we have my partner pointed out my camel toe. And we have, how do we repair our relationship after my girlfriend cheated on me with my best friend? You thought I wanted to hear the one about the camel toe? I did. Mm-mm. No. Camel okay. toe is so flagrant, I don't even want to hear about nobody who would use that term. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the term. It's so elementary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we can do the one I wanted to do anyway. And the only reason I have unless you want to. No, I don't care about the camel toe. I just saw it and was like, I bet he would want to do this. It could have been any other way of phrasing it, and I would have wanted to hear that. (laughs) He pointed out my sexual organ in public. He pointed out my vagina in public. Pussy, I don't care. But camel toe, mm -mm, that's white people problems. (laughs) (sighs) Um. I would. I don't read these, so I don't know exactly what happened. But when I saw the title, I was like, "How do we repair our relationship? What the fuck is you talking about? You want to repair? She fucked your best friend, and you type. Okay, let me just read it because I'm already getting upset. But it just, I don't even know what happened. But like the title, I was just like, "My nigga, why you even want to?" But okay, he 22, she 23. So again. Uh, the title is How Do We Repair Our Relationship After My Girlfriend Cheated On Me With My Best Friend. Three days ago, my girlfriend of five years told me that she had cheated on me with my best friend. I was hurt and heartbroken hearing this, and I was angry that my best friend could do this. My girlfriend said she was sorry, and she regretted it immensely. She also said that she feels like it's partially my fault since I wasn't there for her and didn't give her enough attention. I decided I was willing to forgive her and work things out. I still love this woman very much and don't see a reason to throw away our five-year relationship over this. I've since cut contact with my best friend since he had betrayed me and I couldn't believe he could do that. My girlfriend has also done the same and she is willing to do anything to repair the trust. Any advice on how we can repair this? I, you know... Yep. <laughs> Not only did she fuck your best friend, she blamed you for her fucking your best friend. All the niggas in the world, you feeling un- he ain't paying you enough attention. You feeling like he ain't there for you. All the people in the world that you could choose to get this attention from and fuck, and you choose this man's best fucking friend. And you cut your best friend off and kept this bitch? Okay, yeah, five years. But how long had you been friends with this best friend? I... <laughs> That's the equivalent to me uh, when people... If my boyfriend cheat on me, 
I'm not finna go and try to fuck the other girl up. You know, I'm not. I'ma fuck him up because the loyalty lies with you for the relationship, right? Like, I don't know that bitch. I don't care about that bitch. And even if I did know that bitch, your loyalty to this relationship is what was broken. And so I'ma fuck you up. I ain't finna even fuck with her because she might not even known about me. But, I'm but be it's your friend. It's your friend. There is but implied loyalty there. Where... I'm not saying he shouldn't be upset at his friend. But I don't I'm see saying how... in your scenario, you said you're not going to be mad at her. But yeah. if it's your friend and your if, boyfriend... If he fuck my friend, I feel like I would... I still feel like I would be more willing to work it out with her than mm-hmm. him. Gotcha. Than me personally. Um, and then again, it's like you you come to me and tell me you did this fucked up shit and this that, but you know, really it's your fault that it happened. <laughs> Bitch. Oh yeah, that's disrespectful part. That's the most disrespectful part. <laughs> like it's so disrespectful. How dare you? And this is the situation where they they young. He too young to really stand up for his damn self like he should. Um, but that whole you, I did it because you weren't there for me. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I never gave somebody that cheated on me before. I'm not a jealous dude. I just not a jealous dude. And for what that whatever that means to me and who hear me saying it, it, it just it's like that wouldn't end a relationship for me more than some other shit. Um, but I do have a new way of looking at it now. If we're in a relationship and you and our arrangement is that we are monogamous and we are not to have sex with anybody outside of our relationship uh, and and you do it the way I interpret it now is that's you communicating to me that you're no longer willing or desire to be in a relationship. You're just doing it with fucking somebody else instead of words. <laughs> like that's how I look at it now. Okay, well, I appreciate your time, your energy. Um, but we're not going to be in a relationship anymore. That was your communication to me that you aren't ready for this. You're not ready for commitment. Also, there's a ton of women out here, man. There's a ton of women out here. You Why why stay with somebody that you don't want to be with or that do something problematic to you? Yeah. You know, I mean, what's going to happen is she's going to keep fucking people. <laughs> and like what what I wonder is... I wonder what made her say that she did it. I don't know. That's what I, I would wonder. Why Why tell? You got away with it, clearly. Yeah. Why tell somebody that you did it? And, uh, and then, because it would seem that the conversation that she should be bringing about is, hey, I feel kind of abandoned. I don't feel desired in the relationship. Even after she cheated, like, this yeah. should be the conversation because if if these are really the reasons why she cheated, it should be an eye opener for her to be like, "Hey, we gotta have this conversation about this, that, this, that." But she yeah. came out and was like, "I fucked your friend." <laughs> what was the sex bad? <laughs> She's like, "I'm gonna fuck these niggas' relationship up because he can't even fuck." <laughs> you know, like what? And I know his ass gonna stay with me. He ain't going nowhere. I'm just gonna touch him a little extra over the next two weeks and then stop. <laughs> Like, I don't know. You're setting yourself up for failure and more heartbreak. I've talked 
extensively. And I made this very, very clear. I, and the thing about it is, another reason I feel the way I do is because I make shit very clear. Trust and believe that this nigga know. I have told him, I don't do cheating, okay? So don't even, like, if you do that shit, just know it's over. Like, just know that when you tell me it, or when I find out, that's it. I'm not working on shit, okay? I forever now will use what you said, I think it was last show, about he said he don't want to throw away this five-year relationship. You didn't throw it away. You just ain't getting out the trash. That shit you said, that will forever mm-hmm. be the way that I describe <laughs> it because that is the best example and the best way to convey how I feel about it. I'm not throwing away shit. You did. If you were feeling like I wasn't giving you enough attention, that's a conversation to be had. It is not to be had after you didn't did some fuck shit because guess what? I don't give a fuck about giving you attention now. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I'm going to ignore the fuck out of you. Uh, so much so you ain't going to never see me again, bitch. How about that? You definitely not finna get no attention now. Like, I'm not, I don't believe, I don't give a fuck. And like, even with me, and again, we, we haven't been together for five years, 10 years, and, and everybody's like, well, what if you've been together for 15 years? What what if we've been together for 15 years? Because that, that applies to him too. How after 15 years do you fuck this up? Instead of asking me how after 15 years I could walk away, that's not the right question to me. The right question is why would you do some fuck shit like that after 15 years? Not, oh, Red, you you really going to walk? You fucking right, I'm going to walk the fuck away. Yep. And those of you who would stay because of time, what's your limit? <laughs> what's your limit? <laughs> what would they have to do to you for you to believe in? What if they like, what if they like woke up and just started just squeeze doodoo in your face. <laughs> Are you going to be like, oh, I, I don't like shit in my face, but, but we've been together for 15 years. <laughs> what what would it take for you to leave them at this point, right? What if you wake up and your legs and your hands was tied up and they had a whip and a whole leather suit on and were just ah, whipping your ass? <laughs> just like just... Going and, and and after what you all bruised up and your family is like, why are you walking funny? Are you gonna be like, you know, we we've been together for fifteen years. I love them too much. What is your limit? <laughs> like this is what happens when we be in relationships. We be in relationships boundaryless. Yep. We have nothing to measure the value of our relationship except for how long we've been in the relationship with somebody. After fifteen years, you should be able to be like, well. They ain't cheated on me in 15 years. And so that means that they value the relationship. And I want them to know that that's an important part of why our relationship is valued by me at this point in our relationship. You know? Yeah. Like that, that's an important thing. Like you got to reinforce to the person that you with why you value why you with them. You got to create new measures of what's important to you about that person. As time don't supposed to excuse you from bullshit. Nope. And I mean, I and that's not to say anybody else should feel the way that I do. This is how I feel and how I would be in my own relationship. Because for me, I know that I give people trust until they show me they can't be trusted, right? And so because I put this trust in you and you broke that shit, it's, I don't feel like I need to repair it. Because that's exactly what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to put in all this fucking work on myself. And being able to trust you again. And I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with wondering where you at. I don't want to deal with wondering who texting your phone. Because before you did this shit, I wasn't that person. 
And that's who I'm going to be after you do that shit. And I don't want to be that person. So instead of allowing myself to become somebody that I'm not going to like, I'm going to just get rid of you. Period. That's just what it is. You know, if I was somebody that was already like a suspicious bitch, and I'm not, like I said, until you show me you can't be trusted, I'm going to assume that what you tell me is the truth. And how you are is what you're showing me. Now, once I start seeing red flags and shit and notice that, oh, this nigga full of shit, that's different. But I give everybody the benefit of the doubt in the beginning. And so if, if for 15 years I've been giving you trust or five years I've been trusting you and then you're going to come and do And not only was it a violation of trust, I feel like it's like one of the ultimate, like the only thing worse, I guess, will be fucking his brother. <laughs> like, like you, you, you didn't just cheat. You cheated with his best friend, which adds another level of hurt. And it's another level of betrayal and distrust. And now he got to, you, I got to look at two relationships differently now because y'all decided to do this fuck shit. And I just don't feel like it's my job at that point. My job would have been if you had come to me and said that you were feeling like I wasn't giving you enough attention to address it and try to fix it. I wasn't given that opportunity. And now you want to come at me and say, well, I did this, but you were doing this. Fuck you. Because if, if, if I'm that bad, I'm going to help you out. Go go find you a motherfucker that will give you all the attention in the world because you're not going to get shit from me now. Fuck you. <laughs> and fuck this relationship. Bye. Ladies, listen. Do not tell your partner that you have cheated on them if you cheat on them. <laughs> Just leave. Just leave. Yeah. Because most of y'all ain't going to get away scot-free like this boy. No. Because a I lot of men like, would dot your eyes out here. I feel like they white. that shit. Cause I, and the reason I say that is I feel like white men are more likely to feel this way. I feel like niggas pride and shit. Like, you fuck my best friend. Because it's just embarrassing. Like, that, that is very, very embarrassing. And I just don't feel like a lot of niggas would have been like, I want to work this down and fix it. Like, I, I don't see it. I feel like it was less. I'm not going to say that there aren't any black men that would do this. I feel like they're less black men than white men. You know, I stayed in my relationship after I got cheated on when I was in college. But it wasn't on some I got to do better type shit. It was on some she was pleading for this shit to continue yeah. type shit. And that's when I would consider it. Because I guess, in a sense, the leverage is on your side. In the yeah. relationship, you know, but if if it's somebody who just like thank you a bitch and can fuck somebody and then be like <laughs> this nigga don't give a fuck and you know be like nigga this your fault, man. The disrespecting that just like man, you you did this like I, you weren't giving me enough attention so like it's your fault really. Like what? But y'all get out of here. I just ugh, I can't, you know. His question about how does the, how did he repair it? I mean, people people fix infidelity all the time and stay together. So I'm gonna say it's impossible. It's a lot of work on his side that's gonna have to happen. Um, and I don't even know because like the cutting off the best friend even could create problems later because is he gonna be resentful of her later that he now lost his best friend because of her like right now he like oh my friend betrayed me and blah blah blah. But as time goes on, is he going to be resentful for the loss of that relationship? 
and the fact that it's been cut off and he doesn't have that because a best friend he would have for five years but like if he grew up with this nigga you've been friends since you know you were kids he may eventually when he when he come down off of the anger feel some kind of way about losing his best friend like there's so many things that would have to be resolved in order for them to be able to successfully stay together and I mean, it sounds like he would be willing, I guess, to do it because he, you know, he really wanted to stay with her for whatever the fuck reason. So well, it's not know, impossible. It would just be a lot of work that would have to go into it. I think that he gonna have retroactive resentment. I think that once she busted open for the whole neighborhood and he found out, <laughs> and then he break up with it, then he gonna be like, "Damn, she was the problem," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then he gonna be like, "Hey, best friend, how you doing?" You know, but like, this is when you find out that your best friend is your least best friend. True, because that was fucked up too. Yeah, like, and that's not to let the best friend off. He was absolutely wrong too. How did it get to that? Oh, and you know, he's measuring staying with his girl based off the fact that he loves her. You know, <laughs> not based off the long, the distance, or the uh, length of the relationship. You know, which. I don't know. I guess if your best friend is capable of doing this, were they ever your best friend? Yeah, or will your, your best friend taint it? I mean... I don't know. I would like to know how it happened to, like... Because this is why... So, like, again, if, you know, I met one of one of my boyfriend's friends. We ain't been together that long. Um, and was that his best friend? I don't think he was. He has a group of friends. I feel like they all feel like they they all best friend. I don't think they differentiate between the two of them. They have a, a close group that's been together since like junior high or some shit. I would never exchange number. Like, there's no reason. Like, even if I wanted to plan something for him, at best, I might contact them through social media. But I don't feel like I need to have direct contact with his friends especially like his male friends like i just i wouldn't even feel comfortable with that shit like what we need to talk about you know what i'm saying like we cool because of him through i know knew i know y'all through him but like y'all his friends you know what i'm saying so like i wouldn't even because because she he was like she cut him off and she's not gonna see him and stuff so like why were they that close anyway <laughs> like I wouldn't become that close with his friends. Like, it ain't no need for that. Them his friends. Like, we cool, and I see you when I see you. But we wouldn't be, like, texting and chatting and shit. Like, for what? I play it too safe. I play it too safe. Anytime I've ever engaged with my partner's friends outside of my partner, I just always treated it like it was a trap. It's a setup. <laughs> They're trying to get me to say some shit. Like they wearing a wire for my girlfriend. <laughs> These hoes got on wires. <laughs> I ain't finna fucking deal with this. <laughs> yeah, so I, I stay on, that helped me stay on my best behavior. You know what I'm saying? Now, me, personally, I don't have no unbest behavior. But I still set up the scenario where I could say something unintentionally. Yeah. And you know, like in my head, it's like I'm not complimenting anything that they have on. I'm not complimenting their hair. Compliments are off limits. 
<laughs> compliments off limits. Just on the mere fact that it's way too many niggas that compliment those women with ill intentions. Yeah. Or with the intention of more. So it ain't even about how I would perceive the compliment or what I would mean behind it, but how they would perceive it coming from me. Because yeah. I had that happen before. It wasn't even about like it was a girl I was talking to. I wasn't in a relationship with her, but I tagged one of her friends in one of my poems along with 50 other people. And that girl went back to the other girl and told her, uh, I think he's trying to like talk to me because he tagged me in this poem. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would I? I wanted to say I don't like how your friend look anyway. <laughs> but they were best friends, so that would have been a like that would have been one of the things you would have to keep to yourself. I try not to set people up like that. He said your ass ugly anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't send my friend out with that knowledge. But like I was like, bro, I didn't even do shit. So I leave room for accidental shit to happen because I have no intention of messing with people outside of the people I fool with, at least if we don't if we haven't agreed upon what kind of engagement we have. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way you play it. Like, don't put yourself in the situations. Because even with your best intentions, shit could go left. Like, I'm just not going to be in a situation where it, it's even a possibility. Like, at this age, I know that fuck shit can happen. And so I'm just not going to put myself in any kind of predicaments where fuck shit can happen. Like the things that I can avoid, and that's completely avoidable. Like I said, there is no reason for me to have all of that contact with his friends. I'm his friends. Like I said, when I see y'all when I'm with him, we can kick it because we all kicking it together. But like I'm not going to have outside relationships with his friends. Like those are not my friends. Those are my boyfriend's friends. That's how I'm going to see y'all. That's what y'all are. And so, especially the ones of the opposite sex, it's just, it's just not, you just have to be careful, you know, because even putting myself in a situation where maybe I'm not doing nothing, but one of them, now what if one of them come at me inappropriately? Now I got to try to tell this nigga, like, it's just going to create a bunch of havoc that don't have to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not finna, I'm not finna be involved in any of that. (laughs) So you know his friends fucked up too um but i just feel like i would have probably been more willing to try to work things out with my friend than that nigga that's just me um, both, both of, of them betrayed me hell. like eh. both of y'all motherfuckers can go to hell <laughs> i don't care enough about people for <laughs> like it's not that i don't care enough about people right it's just that the amount of care I have is just enough to not have with neg- deal with negative emotions. That's how much care I got for everybody. Okay. I mean, if, if you if you created more negative emotions than for me than not, then I don't want to fool with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You create a neutral experience for me at minimum, at a, a great experience, a conversation. Or collaboration or whatever we're doing at best, you know. And it's the same thing for all my friends. Like all the, all the podcast group, we all good. We all good until you do something that impact my emotional state, keep it out of normal. Then I don't give a fuck about you no more. It don't take a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all, for y'all to know this. This is what I'm learning about myself. I'm learning about myself that it just don't take much. 
for me to not care about things or well, people. I, I would never be in this position anyway because for all intents and purposes, you are my best friend and you're not gay. So, like, I don't have to worry about <laughs> fucking my best friend. That'd be a whole other fucking situation. <laughs> yeah, you would have to learn a whole bunch of shit about several people in that <laughs> and question your damn gaydar. It's too much shit that'll have to happen. It would be, a, yes. That, that would have to be a Pandora's box type of a situation where you just open and all of this fuck shit comes out. So, like, I would never be in this situation anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just uh, I don't know. I mean, repair it if you would like to, uh, son, but, like, again, even the fact that she blaming you in the midst of trying to, like, apologize is problematic to me. Because how Look. the fuck is she gonna say, I mean, I cheated, but, like, ain't no but. Okay. Because whatever you gonna say after that don't matter no more at this point. <laughs> okay. Like, it would have mattered had you said had you said something about it prior to the cheating, but after the cheating, it's just words, bitch. Like, it's so. an artist named uh, Mooney Long. Have you heard of her? Yes, I have. She got a song called Time Machine. Yes. You gonna have to do that shit, brother. <laughs> okay. It, it go back. I don't know how far. Like, we don't know how long ago this happened either. Like, yeah. if they've been together for five years, this shit could have happened in the first year of the oh, relationship. No, he said five days ago. Um, okay, three, five three days. days ago. It's fresh. Okay, you don't need to get you a time machine. Let me say something about that song, though. <laughs> Let me say something about that song. Answer this question for me. Is she saying that she would go back and do all that shit over again if she had a time machine? Um, Is she not saying she would go over and not? She would just make I don't a know. Decision. I've been trying to figure it out, but she's also selfish because she's asking for three wishes and she's asking for a time machine. You don't need both of them <laughs> shits. And frankly, I think uh, a time machine is worse off than three wishes. Three wishes is what you should ideally want. Yeah, but, a time machine is very static. It's like one thing. You could do a lot with three wishes. I guess you could do a lot with a time machine. I guess. I would use it to just go back for that situation. Yeah. I use that shit. I go back to goddamn like I always I go back and buy stock in Facebook. <laughs> I'm going I'm coming back rich. <laughs> Fuck y'all. You know what? I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna I would I would go back in time, come back rich because of my stock, go get a bunch of money out of my shit. And right after they did what they did, cheating on me or whatever they did to make it go bad, I'd make it rain on their ass and then say, it's over, bitch. <laughs> and then I be using bitch neutrally. I don't be trying to refer to a woman specifically as a bitch. Everybody a bitch. That's how I use it. Yeah, it's like if be a bitch. cut me off. I'd be like, you bitch, and I don't know who it is. It's just a general term. But now, it, it feels bad now that I know that it would apply to a woman in that situation. <laughs> because I'm talking about the person that would, but you're a woman. You can, you got the luxury. <laughs> you got the luxury to not care. I am, I'm an ally to women. I can't just be, like, I don't think I could just be throwing bitch out there callously when it, because somebody gonna hear this podcast for the first time Hear that little part and be like, he called women bitches. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I wasn't meaning to call that woman. You know what I'm saying? I, but I guess it's better if I say motherfucker. 
ain't, yeah. Because they don't got like the stigmas attached to it that that bitch got to it when it comes to calling a woman that. Me, it's a motherfucker though. Is, is that even? I feel like that's even worse. Like society doesn't see it as worse, but when you think of the context of the words, motherfucker. <laughs> Body fucking your mom. Really? Um, you remember people used to be like, "Bitch" means female dog. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the same as when when white people say "nigga" and be like, "It just means ignorant." Yeah, it is. You know what the social meaning of that shit yeah. is? Shut the fuck up. I mean, everything can be a bitch, cause like, ain't that a bitch? Like, situations could be bitches, things could be bitches. My dog is a bitch sometimes. Like, he's a boy. <laughs> so, I, I, bitches. You know, I use it universally. I don't care what it is. It could be a bitch. I don't know. <laughs> gotcha. Um, but though I'm a, you had did you have any Reddit posts? I do. Uh-huh. I got a super long one and a not super long one. I'm just gonna name the titles and then you could choose one. One of them is long and one of them is not, and you just okay. gonna know which is which. I am a 34-year-old male, and my wife is uh, 29. She has asked me to pay her almost $50,000 to have our child, and I'm not quite sure what to do. That's one. The other one is, one is am I the asshole for going home when my wife didn't let me into the delivery room? Oh. Read the title of the first one again. It sounded like somebody was walking around my house. <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm a thirty-four-year-old male, and my wife is twenty-nine. She's asking me to pay her almost fifty thousand dollars to have our child, and I'm not quite sure what to do. Like blackmailing? That's uh, all I'm giving hmm. you. Let's do that one because I want to know if she's blackmailing. Him. Like, is she saying if you don't pay me the money, I'm having an abortion? Okay, this is the long one. <sighs> That's fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't think my reading skills are that problematic. You know what I'm talking about? Them niggas in the class to be like, I am 30 for male, and my <laughs> wife is. She asked me to, what she at. She has asked me. You know how they used to read. The people that you hate reading behind kids don't know. I don't think they read out loud like that anymore. But like it used to be like, damn, I'm sitting behind. I, and I had a kid. I like our names. My last name starts with an F, and his starts with a G. And. The way that our rows were, he, he sat in front of me and I hated that shit because I knew it was going to take forever for me to get to my turn. I used to read good as hell. Me and Brandon Johnson, boy, we used to read <laughs> like a motherfucker. <laughs> saying the words right and everything. I just didn't know what the fuck I just read because I was so <laughs> focused on saying the words right and good. I don't know what the hell I just read. <laughs> I ain't comprehend shit when I was reading it. I was just saying it good. All right. I've known slash been dating my wife for six years, and we have been spiritually married for two years. We are not legally married, although at this point we are essentially common law. We are both high earners, both earning over $175,000 a year after tax. We purchased our home together, and we've agreed to split the finances 50-50. We pay for our wedding, honeymoon, everything 50-50, although I did pay for the cost of our rings and her engagement ring. Our mortgage payments were 50-50, and we comfortably own our home now so much of our income goes to savings investments home improvements and discretionary spending because of our incomes we felt it would be best to keep our finances separate we're both highly independent people and both very career driven it's part of the reason i'm so attracted to her she's amazing at what she does and i'm 
proud to be able to introduce her as my wife and explain what she does. Unfortunately, our first two years of marriage were hampered by COVID and lockdowns. We would have lo we would have loved to have traveled and saved up quite a bit in order to do this. A couple of months ago, we had a talk and decided it might be a good time to have kids instead of continuously waiting for better or safer travel conditions without two serious discussions about it. We decided to stop using birth control and let things happen as they will. Yesterday, I came home and my wife was on the phone. She seemed like she was in a hurry to end her conversation and try to evade my question when I asked who she was talking to. It was her sister. They don't talk a lot, so that was a bit weird. She still works from home, so she continued to do some work. Then we had dinner and watched some news. Regular pleasant evening. Then she said she wants to have a serious talk and asked me to make some tea and um, meet her upstairs at her work desk. I make the tea, bring it up, and she starts talking financials. Her workplace allows for maternity leave up to a year, but only provides 50% of her salary for up to six months. The remaining six months is unpaid. She was very direct and said that while her insurance would cover the vast majority of hospital-related costs during pregnancy and childbirth, taking a six-month break from work would cost her almost $50,000 since her pay would be cut in half. She is asking me to compensate her for that $50,000 in addition to agreeing to split any related but un unexpected cost of pregnancy and childbirth. Her stance is that she is doing something for us to start a family, but it's not a true 50-50 split if she's expected to take a financial hit for it, and I'm not, given that our finances are separate. She has a printed list of expectations in terms of what she expected financially, listed some things that her insurance may not cover. I see the logic in that, but I'm really turned off by this because she's essentially asking me to pay her to have our child. She saw my hesitation and doubled down. While her ideal is to return to work after six months, she says it's a real possibility that she may require more time off and decide, and as things happen, take up to a year off. So she had another plan drafted for that. For the first six months, he will, her work will give her 50% of her salary, and I will compensate her for the rest. But for the next six months, since her work will not compensate her, and because this loss is something she is doing for the family, she is comfortable splitting the loss of her income and only asking me for 50% of her salary instead of 100% for the second six-month period, and she will take the loss of 50% of her salary. The idea, I guess, that both of us suffer half the loss of income for the second six-month period. However, if she takes seven to 11 months off, any months after that six can be prorated. She expressed that she anticipates and hopes to return to work in six months, but that she wants a contingency plan in the event that she requires a year off. She said that taking more than a year off is something she's very unlikely to do as it will put her job at risk, but that she's open to exploring a third plan with me if I feel that's necessary. There are also detailed notes about how she wants to keep housework split with plans to have uh, to start saving for both child care and additional housekeeper expenses for at least the first four years. I kid you not, it's a 16-page ring binder that she handed me with detailed notes, some explanation, and a list of expenses. But the immediate and essential element here is that she wants me to pay her fifty dollars to $100,000 to compensate for the loss of her salary for six months as a result of her having our child. I really do not know the process of this. My first thought is shocked because despite our salaries, fifty dollars to $100,000 is a lot to demand. The idea of a payment plan to have a child is just gross. And many couples manage to do this without paying their wives to have children. But then I suppose most couples are married legally and a loss to one person's income is a loss to everyone. So in our situation, it makes logical sense, but there's something so transactional about it that it puts a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't fight it or argue, and she's basically allowing me to think about it, but says if I'm having if having kids is something we're going to do, she wants to write up an agreement and go to a lawyer. What really hits me here is that she was talking to her sister on the same day she brings this up to me. Why on that day? On the same day she mentions this to me. They don't talk often. I'm partially excited and scared that the timing of this means that she's actually currently pregnant and that my response to her will have real consequences if I deep disagree with her. She has previously had an abortion and only told me after the fact because it was so early into dating. I was shocked to learn that when I did, but I supported her choice as it's her body and 
at the time having kids would have been the wrong decision for us. Still, the fact that she makes decisions like that so independently has me incredibly cautious right now. I checked trash cans and stuff for a pregnancy test, but didn't find anything. She also asked for tea instead of coffee, but maybe that's overthinking it because she likes both. I want to ask her if she's pregnant, but we both had a busy day today and I was processing and didn't even occur to me that the day we first discussed this. Definitely a conversation to have, but I don't know whether this this should that should influence my response here. Nigga. I... <laughs> <laughs> it feels transactional because it fucking is. That's why I feel that way. <laughs> um wow. Why they don't I'm confused as to why they haven't just gotten married. Um, independent. They don't want to be married. They don't want each other's income to be it the level of independent that she is, at least, it don't seem like marriage would fit into her range of sharing shit with another person. But marriage is whatever you determine it to be. Um, and so they could keep, I guess, everything. I don't know. Um it is very because it it's her kid too. Um, it's just very weird that she would want him to pay her half her salary to have the baby. Um, because it's not like they are this struggling financially lower income <laughs> couple. <laughs> so. But he get to bankroll his account while she can't make any income. Then why not say he's going to take over the majority of the bills instead of saying, you got to pay me? Like, why not change it, change the dynamic of who pays for what instead of like, well, just pay me this $50,000 flat? Well, the way I'm calculating is it, it like if he came back with a plan in terms of paying the bills and investments and stuff that would equal up to the same amount she's requesting, I'm sure she'd say, okay. I mean, I her brain. I don't know would. I don't know. Why, why she... don't you think she would? Because it, in the event, it sounds like she wants to make sure that in the event that they don't stay together, that she hasn't lost out on anything. And I don't know that she'll feel the same way about him like taking over the bills than if he just paid her her money and she was spending her money. Because she still has to trust him to take over. I mean, and they could put it in the contract, but like she just seems like she would just want him to just pay her the money. No, because she once said that he can come up with a, a plan of his own. She also said another option was they both take the hit to where she take the $25,000 loss and he paid $25,000. Like, it sounds like she got wiggle room. It sounds like she just don't want to lose that much of her salary. But then don't have a baby. But he want to have a baby, too. Like, But she wants to have a baby. It's not like she having a baby because just because this is what you want to do and because, you know, you really want to have a baby and I don't really care about it, then this is what we're going to do. She want to have a baby, too. Okay, so everybody want to have a baby on equal footing. We both want to have a baby. I think this gets back to that conversation about how women, dads never ask women if they'll watch the kids, but women ask men if they'll watch the kids. You know, it, it seems like this level of 
expectation that you just supposed to take this L because when babies come into play, that's what happened. Like you can't create a life with somebody and say everything is 50 50 and then get to this one thing and it not be 50 50 no more. Because it's pregnancy now. Like literally everything else in our lives is 50 50. But when it comes to having a baby, you got to pay for us having a baby. Because one somebody going to pay for it one way or the other. Either she paying for it through not getting paid at work or he paying for it through paying her money. Somebody got to take an L. It's but just that, usually the, the, the woman that take the L. But <laughs> if the financial... So, because, so like, okay, they have this baby. He paid her the money. Who's to say that they going to stay together? And then what happens? But what, what, why would they break up? Why would that be a part of the conversation? Because when they had the baby, because here's the thing, if, if she is this focused, so everything has to be 50-50. With kids, there is not a way to fully determine that that's going to be the case because shit happens, kids get sick. Like, if, if, is it going to be an issue if she feels like he's not putting in 50-50 of the time? Because here's the thing. She's still going to be working. She's going to be at home. And so she's going to be doing the majority of raising that child for them six months because he's going to be at work or he's going to be sleeping to go to work. So is that going to be an issue if everything has to be 50-50? Like, everything can't be 50-50. That's just not how shit works. It's just not. So what then? Is he going to have to also put in 50-50 of his time? Because that ain't going to be possible with her being off and him not being. Well, you know, the conversation now is about financial obligations. I know, but I'm just saying if, if everything in their relationship has to be 50-50, as it pertains to this, in, including the child, and then what happens if something if the child has a disability? There's just so many things. Well, like, the only thing we know that is 50-50 currently is financial stuff. He said in this thing she wrote up, she put chores and stuff being split up, I guess, with a child being present. You know, but it don't clearly that's a variable that we don't know what their perspectives of it on. But like just assume it that, 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 that she feel like he's gonna also have to see them our variables about the child and time and things. He said she put chores in there that would change as it pertains to the child. Damn, I didn't see the as it pertains to the child part and I, I was the one reading it. Yeah. Um, so she expects that as well, which you can't cal- you can't you can't calculate that because again, he's still going to be working and she's not. They're not going to be at home fifty fifty equally. And so is she also going to expect that he's going to have to figure out a way? Like I just well, still the reality is this question is being answered before the baby gets here. Before the baby gets here, you already know what the exact subtraction of your of finances is going to be. That's just weird to me. So you're saying that you're saying that um they shouldn't go 50-50 now because it doesn't make sense because there's no way to calculate all the other 50-50 stuff that's going to go on in the future. With the baby? A baby oh. isn't I don't feel like so okay, you calculating your bills and stuff. I I guess my what's problematic to me is that the child is just being is another transaction it's just another bill and that's not what a kid is i don't like how this child is being treated just like another financial responsibility because that's not the case this is very different 
from them paying all this other shit 50 50. It, it's a kid it's a life it's a whole human and i don't think that you can approach raising a child in the same way that you approach okay we're gonna split the mortgage and we're gonna split the the savings and we like it's not the same and i that is just makes me feel icky <laughs> you know what let's let's bring this down to po nigga speak okay Let's bring this down to poor niggas speak. Them niggas clearly got money where they could split that, and this could be a reasonable conversation to have. But, like, to me, this is the same thing as the man being expected to go and get pickles and ice cream when you want pickles and ice cream when you end up with the baby. It's a transaction. You are pregnant, and because you're carrying that baby, you have some desires that you're not going to tend to, and he going to tend to it, so he going to go get that. Like, that's a transaction. That's being done because y'all are having a baby, and that's that's the split. It's not a contractual transaction. <laughs> it is an understanding between the two people, but this is not... They, they, they are creating a contract for this baby. Like, again, it, it just has a very... But, I mean, just because what I'm saying is an unspoken contract don't mean that you have expectations of him doing that thing and he understand that it's every area of your relationship like it ain't let's not even add kids like even with the, the things that they don't have contracted out are unspoken expectations i'm sure she expects him to spend a certain amount of time but like relationships there are transactions that happen what i'm saying is that this is being treated very much like this is like i don't know a, a child is not a business transaction and that's exactly what this this just feels like it's a business transaction and I don't know what that's going to look like when you're not able because there will be things that she will not be able to transaction out because uh, because a child is a living thing and you don't know how things are going to go there is not a way for you to fully contract out raising a child what if it won a contract what if it won a rent not contract let's take the contract off the table is it reasonable for her to not want to lose income while he doesn't? I guess. Because is the problem at the core for you that she want money to be replaced for this process? Or is it that the way that she wrote it out is the problem? Yeah, I feel like it's both. <laughs> I so feel you like this feel is some like, shit that you, you would do with a surrogate. Like, they're, they're together. It would be different if they were... So let's say they just wanted to co-parent a child. They lived separately. They weren't living together. And they were going to do this. That make more sense to me than two people who live in the same household with each other. Like, so the consequences that come with a woman being pregnant is on the woman. In the same way that we feel like a woman has... like domain over her body and she can choose to have a pregnancy or end a pregnancy what comes along with choosing to be pregnant is these things because if he were to leave and i mean i guess she's trying to avoid that from happening but there could still be an issue with money if he decided that he don't want to be with her i don't i'm not equating her wanting that money to believing that it's because he might leave i mean they got invest like they they got some shit connected to each other. Like they got a That's house. That's what together. I'm saying. <laughs> like they got a house together. Like it ain't. It's like she don't need that fifty thousand dollars in case he gonna leave. It sound like 
she should be more worried about how much money she'll lose from that house if they, if he leave versus that for for her salary for a child birth. You know, so it don't seem like to me that that's a part of it. Well, it sounds like worried about the house. That's going to be managed through the divorces, so she could either get half. She the house would not be a complete loss. That wouldn't so be a complete loss with the relationship they have, with what their personalities seem like, the fact that she's the kind of person that likely write out contracts and deal with business dealings and transactions all the time. It seems like he just know he got a partner that is about transactions. Everything been a transaction in their relationship. Why would he, why would anybody think that at this point in their relationship having a baby that she wouldn't process it that way? But again, and I know you're saying we're only looking at the financial. The problem with for me in looking at a child as another transaction is like I said, that only goes so far. So what happens when she can't transaction it out? How's she gonna respond to that? But 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 the implication that you're making is that because you can't contract everything, then you contract nothing. In my world, you can you you make plans for what you can, and for what you can't, you be ready to make plans when the time comes. Like she can, she has literally she through her job and through her insurance, she has found out how much money she is going to lose from this process. Mm -hmm. She knows exactly how much it's going to cost her to have a baby while she's in a relationship with somebody who she split money, split everything with. They have their own bank accounts and they own everything. Like this is a two person engagement. Like the idea that because a woman could end the pregnancy shouldn't be the reason that the man have no responsibility if she don't choose to end the pregnancy and she do have the baby. What is the man's responsibility in that case? So then she would be right and, and so it but we would be fine and we would have to be fine with if he says, okay, this is not how I want to do this, and she ends the pregnancy because he won't pay her the fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Like that, I just it feels blackmail. -y. How is it different from blackmail? I mean, I, I would assume it's, I, I'm thinking it's different from blackmail because they both want a child. Like, they, but it's not like she caught him up with something that she's holding over his head. Like, that's the essence of blackmail. You know, blackmail is like using something against you that they got and, and you can't really do nothing to keep them he from putting it out. Other than agree to the terms, that's what black, well, you, when you get blackmail, you either agree to the terms that the person has said or they're going to take something that you want. This is important more, to you. This is more akin to haggling for a job salary. That's not blackmail. It's a baby, though. That's but but I mean, right now in this moment, I'm just discerning the difference between blackmail and a negotiation. But it, it, you you do have to take into consideration what the thing is, right? Haggling for a job uh, salary change and saying that okay, if you don't do, I, it's not the same to me. I think because this is a. a, a baby that we're talking about like I, I don't give all what you read about them splitting everything i think it's extreme but i had no issue with it but doing this with a baby just feels it just feels icky i can't get with it i don't you know he can decide uh, to do what he want he got the money to be able to, to pay her the fifty thousand, i guess well, so if you want to do that that's cool but it just niggas, feels wrong niggas buy babies every day b they that's do what the option is that's what this ain't that though. Is. They don't be in relationship. Pay a surrogate. They could pay a surrogate and, and and forget all of this. You just pay the surrogate to have the baby. 
that would take she'd still be able to go to work and then they would just have the baby at the house after the surrogate had the baby. But why why would they do that? Why wouldn't they? If if it's if you're going to because then you wouldn't even have to worry but, about see, all of this. See now you're petty. I won't pay you fifty thousand dollars to have our baby, but I will pay a stranger fifty thousand dollars to have our baby. What that that what that but, makes no sense. It's not you're not paying first of all, the um I don't know how much surrogacy is it that much? I don't know how much it is. It depends. I feel like I'm it wouldn't sure, be that much. Whoever had Kanye damn baby got a pretty penny. Yeah, but the, these these white people ain't Kanye. <laughs> a lot of white people are better off than Kanye. They just just don't know it. Yeah, but he said the amount of money they they don't have more. They two hundred thousand dollars or oh, 175000 a piece or something like that a year is Kanye money. But anyway, regardless. I'm just saying there are some white people out there that got money to make pay people $50,000 or more for having their baby. And they pay more so for the confidentiality than anything. It just doesn't make sense to me to choose to have a baby but then say you got to pay me to do that. Um, it, sounds- it, just, it, it just feels weird. And I don't like it. And I feel like this could be an issue later on because you're not going to be able to transact the child's life. It's not going to be as cut and dry as like this monetary shit in the beginning. And she just seems very transactional. And a kid is not that. Well, that don't matter because even if she be like normal, take this on the chin. I get it. I want a baby. You want a baby. It don't change the fact that she's a transactional person. So she gonna have those same problems regardless. And that's the problem. Yeah, whether too. they whether they transact this thing here, she's still gonna be the same person. She, if she's that, she's still gonna be trying to transact the child's life. I feel like that kid gonna be sitting in somebody's therapy office at some point. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of motherfuckers be that with the with in all parents. This is parents is gonna fuck up in some kind of way. Yeah, but this. <laughs> Because then is the kid going to be part of that? Are, are the, the the interactions with the child going to be transactional as well? Because kids don't do well with that. And you're going to have a child. It's just, it's weird. The whole thing is weird. <laughs> and I just see it being problematic later because this is not something that's normally this transactional. And I just, I don't know. I think it has implications for how the rest of it's going to go. I think I think it's logical. It I is logical, it but you and I both know that that is not what logic we have. You again, you've seen what that does when you have a kid. Like you cannot just simply fully be logical and nothing else. I don't know. To me, the other side of it is like a woman has a complete body trauma from this event. A woman has to stop working for this event. A woman has to be prepared to take care of her child after this event. There's no calculation for whether they have postpartum depression. Women weight fluctuate. Women end up with diabetes and all these different things going on through pregnancy. And the only thing a man got to do is sit on the other side of that and just be ready for stuff to happen if they need it. You know, but it's not like he's so- choosing to do that. That's how it shit. That's just that's how nature works. And like, how is that his fault? That he can't do anything more. It's it's not his fault. But what can be done is more. And if you got the money to do it, and the only reason that you don't don't is because it feels icky, 
it did that don't that how is the money but okay the money does not take away from the trauma that she's going to experience the money's not going to do anything for her postpartum depression like that's not going to do anything for the things you just listed is she just gonna have fifty be fifty thousand dollars richer and still dealing with those things? No, it 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 puts their relationship on the same system that it's always been in. He's still which the same is splitting everything. Involved. That's no different than like a man who just pays child support and is not involved in the child's life. I mean, it helps her financially, but it don't do nothing else for nothing else. She's still on her own dealing with the child. Money is not the equalizer. <laughs> Okay, so for for anything else, you would. It sounds like for anything else outside of a baby, this would make sense. Like if she decided to take a six month sabbatical, then this would be a good contract. Or he decided to take six months sabbatical and and he didn't have income for some reason. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "Well, you got to pay me half of what our stuff would be because we still got to go fifty fifty on stuff." It'll make sense in all contexts except having a baby. Yeah. Which means that, like, I guess that baby is that magical thing that because nature dictated how babies exist, women just got to take that shit on the chin. We have to take a lot of shit. It's like you, (laughs) it's like, okay, well, let's punish the men because they can't be more involved. And so this is the way that you can. But like I said, it doesn't equal it. Like, she's still going to have trauma he's never going to understand. She could still... She she finna do something that she could die. Fifty thousand dollars does not balance that out. She's still gonna be doing more than him. She still will be because but, there's no way for her not to. But see, this this is just how he's in. Like I I don't know. It's hard for me to interpret it. Like I hear it being saying you, I'm paying for the pregnancy, but it's really like my salary is being replaced. Like I'm losing money through not being able to work through a process that we chose. We chose this process. It would be, like I said, if if they were living separately and just planning on co-parenting, and so she was out on her own, her own bed, like all of that stuff, then I, I guess it would make more sense because it's like, I'm going to lose out on this and, you know, I got my shit, you got your shit. But they, they there are other ways to balance out her losing the money other than just saying, cut me a check. There's other way, like, and for that, because, like, my thing would have been, if I was going to do this, it would not have been to calculate how much I'm going to lose and say, you got to pay me this amount. It would have been, like, you know, you think we're going to have to, like, change up how we pay stuff in the house. Like, you're going to have to take on more because how I'm going to be making not the less. Same? That's the same thing. It's not the same thing. It is the same it's thing. It's not the same thing. Well, I gave that example at the beginning and you said you don't think that she'd be okay with that. Because if she would have, she could have suggested it. Her first suggestion was cut me a check. It wasn't like let's let's rearrange like the the balance of who pays what in the house. It was cut me a check. Well, that, that could have been what she suggested first. That's what come to that was that's how it would come from a transactional person. It the the question that, that question we don't have the answer to is if he came up with a plan that said hey i'm going to pay a hundred percent of all of the house bills for the amount of time that you're in in whatever and that's going to equal up to how much you would you know fifty thousand dollars whatever with and it's good like at the end of the day it sounds like she don't want to lose all the money she would lose from this and what i'm thinking in my head is if his plan 
equals to whatever she would not lose, she'd be fine with it. I mean, that's just the 50-50 world. That's I don't know that that would be the case. Because it's like, so what if what if him paying all the bills didn't equal 50000 Then she's still going to want to cut me a check. Well, one, it wouldn't be smart for him to do that 50000 plan. It would be smart for them both to take the L. It will be smart for her to take lose twenty five and him to lose twenty five, And so it should equal up to twenty five or whatever he's going to pay, and she's going to lose twenty five. Like that's what I would because he gave a plan for it to be more equal fifty thousand dollars. Her him giving her fifty thousand dollars is not fair to him at all. But her losing twenty five and him losing twenty five that is very fair because she lose half of her salary, he lose half of his. It maintains that fifty percent balance that they got, you know. But like it to me, that's the same thing again. Yeah, if we bring it down to the poll level, the poll people level, yeah. Yeah, when I'm when I'm pregnant now, you're gonna have to pay more of the bills. Same shit, different packaging. I don't same think shit, different packaging. Is I don't see how you I don't see how it's not the same pack. It's like she said it more flagrantly than you would, I guess. No, it's the difference between saying you are able because okay, if the if the thing is she gotta go through all of this stuff and he doesn't, then him contributing would be taking on more things right but him just paying her the fifty thousand dollars is the equivalent like i said it, he might as well just be a co-parent who pay her child support that but doesn't this, equal out no anything. but that this is his own isolated thing he's not paying he's not paying for not having a role in the pregnancy yes he is no he's not he ain't paying so he don't have to do shit. that's not what he pay he's for. paying because he can't do shit. But that's not that's not what he's paying for. He's interpreting it as that. What he's doing is maintaining their 50% balance in the relationship. And if her 50% that she's been putting into investments and everything that she can't put into those investments because she's not making money, that she can't do all of these things, but he still can, he's still getting to stack his cheddar while she's not. All she's saying is we need to keep this thing balanced. I want to still be able to invest the same way you invest. I want to still be able to take care of and maintain our property the same way you've been taking care of and maintaining our property. I want us to both be able to put in equally on our discretionary spending. I'm not going to be able to do that with, with when I'm losing half a year worth of salary and you're still maintaining your all your salary. I would love to know what the chores are that he has to also be responsible for while still working because that was included in the contract. Because everything has to be a transaction. And so, is but, that but fair? When you have your baby, you're going to expect your husband to do shit that he wasn't doing before? I am. Why is it Why is it? just because it's on paper, it's wrong, but if you don't put it on paper, it's just what you're supposed to do? But what I'm saying is, again, you it's not something. So uh, let's say I don't know what he does for a living, but like what if it isn't possible for him to split down these chores exactly 50 50 because he's working and she's at home all day? The assumption should be is that they're going to come up with a reasonable way that they do that, because what, what about when you ask your husband to do something and he can't realistically do it? Y'all got to renegotiate. He going to be like, look, I can't do this. We got to figure out a better way. Like. 
there's nothing in this whole thing that makes it seem that she's unreasonable enough that a contract can't be renegotiated and things that she expect be changed and modified. She said that if he had a better one, he can bring it up. Bring me your proposal for what how she we said did it. that. I would love to see what would happen when he because again, I don't think I think this is how she wants it to go. Because there was there was a million other ways that she could have presented this. And she presented the way that she wants things to go. Because that's what you do. Just as I would never have presented it, pay me $50,000 and we can have a baby. I don't know. I don't know. Because I guess where I see what you're saying, but I don't feel like we have the evidence in this dialogue to know that this is a part of her pathology versus she just said something very direct that just maybe how she say shit as a transactional person. And those are two different things. Everything in their relationship has been transaction. It's been like this, but we don't know that he's not also transactional as she is in this. The he only thing he would be upset about it if he was. Why would no, he no, no, be no, like no. this? Well, if he wasn't upset about it or he didn't feel some kind of way about it, he obviously is not. He has been complicit in all the transactions. The only reason this one is weird is because the baby's him, involved. In his mind, he feels like a baby, just something that women are supposed to do, and they're supposed to take that L on the chin, and that's what it is. That is not at all what he said. Because <laughs> he did not say, well, she a woman, and she should just have a baby he, and not receive anything. He don't have to say that. You don't have I to say feel that. that way, but I also think it's weird to do this with but, a baby. But our society is crafted that way. Go look at Wait, all so the maternity. Oh, hold on. Look you at don't think that we should be able to say we have enough information about her to make assumptions about her, but you feel like we do have enough to make assumptions about him and that he's this misogynistic, she should just have his baby kind of a nigga. No, 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 what I'm saying is that both of them at least are as transactional as the other one in terms of being in a six year relationship and being okay with splitting everything for those whole six years. That's what we know about both of them. But but you're saying that her, her saying I want $50,000 is pathology in terms of, oh, she going to want transaction. This is how she wanted to go. She's she transactional. Well, he's the same transactional. But so again, I think the difference here is we're talking about a life. What they've been transacting up until this point has been just biz it's been material things. It's been bills, it's been how it's not been a human. And so I feel like it it deserves to be looked at a little differently. But what I'm saying is that goes into your internal understandings about the role for women and the role for men in terms of two people coming together to have a child. The What you proclaimed earlier is that, yeah, a woman got the option to damn have a baby or not have a baby, and if she choose to have a baby, a part of that is you got to take the L's. But it... I so guess it's uh, L's in this you, case, is it's half of her paycheck being cut for the what, year. What is an L is subjective? I don't know that every single woman that's ever had a baby has felt like, man, I had to give up all of this to have this child and I took a major ill. There are people that have babies and feel like that that baby was worth those things. And so it didn't feel like a loss to them. It just felt like something they did in order to have this baby that they wanted. I don't think everybody views it as it being this transactional loss of things. Because at the end of this, you don't have a house that is a material thing. You don't have a car. You don't have a bank account. It's a it's a person. <laughs> it's a baby. And I just transacting a baby is weird to me. 
It just is. I didn't have any issue with any of the, they want to split everything. That's cool. That's fine. But like, it's a baby. <laughs> it's a whole past human that they bring in. And I just don't feel like that's the same thing as a house. And if the baby's treated like it's just the house, then it's going to have a whole lot of problems as it grows up because it's going to be treated as another material thing that his parents split up. They're splitting things on. It's not a house. That's what my problem is. It's the fact that this is being done over a, a baby. I don't care about the other stuff that they transacted. That's fine. That makes sense. This don't make sense to me. It, it, you know, I again, the reason I'm saying his what I'm saying about him is because this way of thinking is built into American society. You go to any other country, developed country, the maternity leave and the pay they get is outlandish compared to what we get. It's people oh, yeah. in other countries that make sure that women get the maternity leave they need, get 100 percent pay, get 100 percent health care, so many different things. In our society, it's built in that a company can take a half of a woman's salary away because a woman got to choose between a baby or she got to choose between her career. That shit is built into American society. We know that's a problem. And again, I just don't like the fact that women have to absorb a lot of burden for that. Again, losing half of her paycheck is the burden, an American society burden. It ain't his fault. It ain't his fault. But they in a relationship and she's asking him to take the burden off of her. And the way that she's asking that is through understanding this process around money and job and work and the time that she going to have to be away from there. And every pregnant woman who's having a baby with somebody they want to be having a baby with, I feel like they do their own version of that. It's just not on paper. I, they all say, I need you to take the burden off of me, whether it's we got our bills going to change up. You know, whether it's when the baby comes, these are the things you got to do just because it's not contractually written down on paper and delivered the way that this woman delivered it. Don't make it any less the reality of what people expect from their partners when they in this kind of situation. You know, because, again, on your side, you say that if she would have even flipped it around and said, hey, instead of cut me a check for fifty thousand dollars, if she would have said, um, Let's figure out how to make these bills to where we still got our 50-50 balance going in the home. Then it'll be acceptable. So the packaging is different, but the results is the same, I think, across everybody. I mean, that's what I think. Oh, We're we going to have to just agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> I think it's fucking weird. <laughs> All right, everybody. Y'all come on. Write us letters from this conversation and agree with Red like y'all always do. They always agree with me. They always fucking agree with your ass. <laughs> they do not. Yes, they do. They be agreeing with, with your ass like hell. But I thought this would be a I knew this was going to be a conversation that took us as far as it did. That's why I chose it. I knew it was. <laughs> so you knew I wasn't going to agree with it? Yes. <laughs> or I knew there was so many moving parts that at some point we was going to get into a back and forth. It's a lot of moving parts in this situation. I knew it was somewhere it was going to be. Um, but, okay, we got a little bit of time left for news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So, Vivica Fox, okay, first of all, let's talk about what happened, and then we'll talk about Vivica Fox. 
So, what is her name? Laverne Cox mm-hmm. was at the SAG Awards. And she was doing the little interviews on the red carpet. And Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith came across the carpet. And he won an award for um, the movie he did about Serena Williams and Venus Williams. And she was talking to them and made a joke about, she was congratulating Will. And she told Jada that, you know, people couldn't wait to see more of her red table talk. And they were, you know, excited. And they couldn't wait for more entanglements. That's what she said. I, you know, we, we want to see more entanglements or can't wait to see more entanglements or something to that effect. People got mad and felt like it was inappropriate. Vivica Fox came out and was like, oh, that, you know, that how disrespectful it was and that this was a, you know, a difficult moment for them and for her to make a joke. LeBron Cox has come out and said she'll apologize to Will and Jada if they tell her that they felt some kind of way about it. But she wasn't finna apologize just because people felt like she should apologize. Because they were the two that were impacted by it. And so if they felt like it, then she would. But outside of that, she didn't feel like she owed everybody else uh, uh, an apology. Uh, I just, you know. (laughs) Will Smith became a meme from that interview. They have his, like, crying face everywhere. People were making jokes. Motherfucking uh, old buddy made a song called Entanglement. It was like a whole thing at the time. And... I feel like I don't know. Were were like set, were people making skit? I feel like it was a big ass joke at that time. When you put stuff out for public consumption, you can't control how people respond to it. And I'm sure I would hope and think that Jada did not think that people were going to respond to it in the way that they did. I would hope that if she thought that people were going to make Will into a, a meme and a joke and like talk about how stupid he was. <laughs> That maybe she would have reconsidered doing it. I don't, I don't, I wasn't bothered by what she said. Like I didn't feel like it was like this thing that people should be in uproar about. Like I was confused about, you know, I thought she said something much worse. And then when I listened to it, I was like, okay, she made a little joke about it, as everybody did at the time. And I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. I I think. On the platform of celebrity, there is an expectation of, I guess, mutual respect or whatever. It's different when the whole world joking outside of interacting with those people. But like when you get those people in front of you and a a moment of their pain was represented, whether they put it out publicly or not, you know, she didn't expect it to be like that. You know, she she do red table talk. She expected everybody to be like, oh man, it's 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 odd how you get into these situations and we gotta be more careful in our relationship. <laughs> she probably thought it was gonna be some Jada show me show Jada show me open and telling us about her future, her past and man, they so transparent. How Wilson they thought it was gonna be some other shit and it wasn't. It wasn't. So it was still a moment of pain for them. And so it's like, I think referencing entanglements would have been wouldn't have been bad. But to say I'm looking forward to more entanglements, I think the phrasing of it was fucked up. Like you looking forward to more of they fucking uh, third she party all entanglements. <laughs> she said entanglement. I don't know. You they know, they have other people on the show that are involved in fuck shit too. I mean, I but, that's, that, but that's why celebrities came. That's why celebrities came to it because, like, all celebrities got some shit. But what that, if not in public? What if a celeb? So what if Kevin Hart had said it? 
it would have been fine because we give comedians the the breath and the place. Like nobody would have been like, oh, Kevin was so wrong for that. A part of me is like, I don't think he would say that, but let's say that he did say that. I feel like he might. I don't know. I don't Chappelle or any of like any of the like popular comedians right now. Dave Chappelle definitely would. I feel like somebody. I don't think so. Dave Chappelle be so respectful in front of the people he in front of. Like I don't ever think I done seen Dave Chappelle joke about somebody like why he was with him, without going to a back and forth. Like anytime Dave Chappelle seen with one one on one with somebody, they having an intellectual ass conversation. But that's because it's usually in a like the format that they were in. It wouldn't have been an intellectual conversation because he was just the host on the red carpet. Like has he done that before? I don't know if he's ever done that. Like he sitting down with people that he's interviewing, like for like a standalone interview, I could see that. But like when you're just having these snippets of conversation on the red carpet is supposed to be entertaining. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm don't worry, I'm with Laverne Cox. If if they didn't have a I, I want to know if they have a problem with it. If they have a problem with it, then you know, cool. I just don't think we'd ever know if they had a problem with it because I think they cover that they handle that shit behind the scenes. Yeah. Like the last thing I'm sure they would want is that is some entanglement shit back out in the like they probably mad at home right now. They probably mad when she said it. They probably mad when she said it. So like me personally, I base my interactions with people off on how respect respected those people would feel. I wouldn't say no shit like that, you know. And I think there's a lot of people that respect Will Smith that wouldn't have said that, even if they don't respect Jada. I think a lot of people wouldn't have said that because they respect Will Smith. On, on a lot of those levels. But does but, that make her wrong because she didn't? I don't think it makes her wrong. I don't think it makes her wrong. I think that the phrasing of it was like not the difference between a good joke and a bad joke is how well the joke is performed and how it comes off. It, 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 if it ain't funny, then it's just fucked up. That's what it is. If your joke ain't funny, it's going to be fucked up. And either that, what she said was funny or it was fucked up. I mean, I didn't laugh, but I also I didn't feel no kind of way. Like I said, I was expecting it to be so something so much worse before I watched it because of how people were talking about it. Like I no. I didn't I don't know. I thought it wasn't that bad. It was just she a reminder. Said some real reckless shit. <laughs> no, nah, it was just a reminder of a moment that they had. That's what it was. It was just like a reminder, and the way she packaged the reminder could have come off, you know, problematic. Like you know, Will Smith done slapped the shit out somebody on that red carpet. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You seen that? Mm-mm. I didn't know. Well, it was a reporter that got too close to him and he slapped him in the face and pointed at him. And then I think answered this question. <laughs> like, <laughs> because he got too damn close. It's like, you don't know what you're going to get from celebrities. And to me, I, I, I attribute that to everybody. Like, you know, but. I don't know. I, I don't watch Saturday Night Live skit sometimes and feel like they go too far. Like, they make fun of things that maybe shouldn't be okay. But, like, it's consumed by the masses and it's fine. I, um, I guess I'm gonna say it's wrong. I think it's, if anything, it's distasteful. But wrong is a strong word. It's like if you say what you want to say, then go for it. If you missed your words and wanted to say something different, then say something different next time. But if the people who you said it to got a problem with it, I think we can retroactively say, you know, it was probably fucked up. It's contextual. But we'll never. Yeah, you're right. They're not gonna come out and be like, "Man, was so wrong," and we were so. So upset yeah. by it. Like, they're not personally, gonna do it. personally, I don't think Will Smith was as hurt by it as people saying he was because of that meme in his picture. I just don't believe. 
I mean, I feel like Will Smith would have been like, we ain't finna address this. They addressed it, but like, I don't think, I mean, I think, I think men just really jumped to make it seem like it's a gotcha moment for women. I mean, his uh, face, be- if you take his face out of the context of like the meme, he looks upset. Like, it'd be different if he was just sitting there the whole time that they were talking about it and he just was like chilling and shit. I think people felt he was upset because he looked upset. Like, if you look at that meme, and people use the meme for people being like upset or disappointed by things because he looked like he was crying. That's why people felt that way. Not because I know, necessarily I know they, that's why people feel that way, but like he looks very upset in that meme and that still listen, shot. <laughs> listen, I the reason that that don't make sense to me is because they could have addressed this so much longer after this. Like, why would you address this while your anger was still fuming enough to have a conversation angrily like that? I mean, maybe to get it, because wasn't at the point, he didn't make the song until after that. But wasn't August Alcina talking about it before they did this? And that, that was this not in response? He didn't make this entanglement song because she hadn't said entanglement yet. But I think he was talking about it. And I think this was their way of getting ahead of that. So I think their hand may have been forced. Because he was the one that was talking about it. I feel like I can't it was I can't remember. I think that's how it happened. He did come out in an interview and talked about it. Yeah, but I, I think this was them trying to get ahead of the story and and shift the narrative so that it seemed like it wasn't a big deal. And so maybe he they were forced or felt forced to like, we need to address this because it's gonna look bad. And maybe he wasn't ready to address it, but just had to. I don't feel like they had to. Well, I feel you know, like the reason that they had to because they had that red table talk and and they thought they was gonna get hand claps and cheers goddamn <laughs> for it. That's what I think. Well, she you know, like, people feel like they have to do a lot of things they don't have to do. But listen, people love the red table talk. We're gonna get on here. We're gonna have this conversation. They're gonna clap for me. They're gonna support you, and that's what it's gonna be. We're transparent. They didn't know he was gonna become a meme and that she was gonna get flame broiled out here like a goddamn <laughs> burger patty from Burger King. Then no, they, of course not. They wouldn't have did it if they had a crystal ball and knew knew it was going to turn out. But I do think a lot of men use that as a gotcha moment for women because women be talking shit about men and this whole alpha male crowd popped up and they just use that to be like, see, look at her, Jada. You know, that that's what they, they doing now. They trying to find gotcha moments for women and that's what they did. I mean, we don't know enough to know it was fucked up. We just know what they said. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounded fucked up. I would, if me and an old dude separated and he went out fucking somebody while we were separated, I have a problem with that. And we probably would not get back together. Well, they already was in an open relationship, supposedly. So, whatever. And, and we don't know, we don't know what Will Smith done done in his relationship. Like, it could be so much shit that he's done that he's willing to eat this for because she just getting her compensation now. That still don't explain his face, though. Like I said, nobody, they would have been able probably to get this the way that they thought it was going to go with people being like, they're so transparent, blah, blah, blah. Had he not looked like he was about to cry. That's what fucked them up is him looking upset about it. Like if that hadn't happened and he looked like his same happy self that he is all the time, it wouldn't have been as big of a deal. It became a big deal because of that meme. Because he looked so upset about it. I would not have participated in that shit, boy. (laughs) 
Like I'd if he, like, if he no. could have kept his face together, nobody would. They would have just been like, okay, you know, the exact response that they wanted to get, they would have got. But because that nigga looked like he was two seconds from balling, like <laughs> that's what made people be like, oh shit, and like grab onto it. That's what fucked them up is his face. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to dispute that he was having some kind of reaction in that motherfucker. You know, so I'll take <laughs> take my words back about it not making sense, especially considering that the hand was forced. Um, but I wouldn't want nobody out in no random public place to just be bringing that shit up like it's all good. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't want no... Hey, how y'all doing? Welcome to the SAG Awards. Can't wait to look forward to some more entanglements. I'll walk away like, you fucking bitch-ass nigga. That's how I would be walking away from that shit. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be... <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, you know, they said it. They said something funny or about entanglement. No, they clearly not supposed to feel no kind of way about it. But I think that's why celebrities came to their aid, because all them celebrities be looking at it through the lens of, man... If something unintentionally came out and was a trauma for my family, like I wouldn't want people like using it in, in light and ingest. I mean, Vivica been a joke herself too. Between 50 Cent and all of that shit with him, them surgeries to that face, that's that she should have left her face alone. Um, she she been through her own scandals over the years. Hell, I feel like she more known for that than she is the movies she been in. She, what's the most popular movie she been in? That's a good ass question. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, she was I in Soul Food. People like Soul Food. She was in Soul Food. She was in. What's that movie with Morris Chestnut? Two can play that game. I don't know that she's been in any like blockbuster movies. She's not that caliber of actress. Um, mm. Like black people know. I feel like white people don't even know who she is because most of the movies. I mean, in the movies I just named were black movies. So <laughs> I think they know her from Independence Day. She was an independent. Because, you know, her like, role was so some independence. They murder for it. They do, but she, her role wasn't, isn't a major. She was a, she was Will Smith's girlfriend. Will Smith, yeah. Um, maybe. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like when you think of independence, that you don't automatically go to her. So, like, I feel oh, like when people right. hear her name, they, they connect that more with 50 Cent and all of that shit that was going on with her and him than they do. Oh, yeah, she was an independence. I feel like that's an afterthought. Yeah. For us, for black folks. Yeah, I feel like it would be for white people too. I don't know that white people know who she is. Like, no, that's why I'm saying that I brought up Independence Day because I think a lot of white people watch Independence Day because it had motherfuckers like Jeff Goldblum in it and shit. Yeah. And Will Smith, they watched it and they know Vivica Fox from that movie, but they probably don't know her from anything subsequent after that. And so I think they know her from there then, but not anything from now. Yeah, because I can't think of nothing else. I mean... All the movies I could think of are like black movies that black people watched that white people. It wasn't like these blockbuster, like Independence Day was a blockbuster hit. Uh, I don't think she'd been in anything else like that. She was at Fools Fall, Why Do Fools Fall in Love? But again, that's black. Yeah. I don't know that white people care about Frankie Lyman to want to watch his little biography movies. So I, I, don't know. I, I don't know. Okay, so Ukraine and Russia. People on the internet have been like, look, we can just stomp Russia out. We can just whoop their ass, right? Because, you know, what's going on? Russia and Ukraine 
Russia wasn't looking good last week. And they still ain't looking great, but they done resorted to starting to target civilian buildings and shit. Which are, they are now being investigated for war crimes. But, you know, I'm just bringing up, you know, this part of the conversation. Say, the conversations I've been in lately is about nuclear, nuclear warfare. Like, why don't we just stomp Russia out like NATO? First off, Ukraine wasn't no part of NATO. Number two, NATO would hands down destroy Russia, period. If everybody got together and wanted to stop Russia, they would stop them physically. The problem is, it's kind of like if you get punched a couple of times and give the option to run away, you'll go. But like, if you get stomped out, you're about to pull the pistol out or go to the trunk. <laughs> and that's what they don't want Putin to do. They don't want Putin to be like, hey, y'all motherfucker, they whooping our ass, hit the button. <laughs> the button. <laughs> That's what's trying to be avoided uh, with that situation. Um, sanctions, not just sanctions, but how everybody all around the globe have come to uniformly cripple Russia's infrastructure has probably going to be a much better deterrent for Russia than anything else. The problem, though, is that I think that what the governments outside of Russia is really trying to do is cripple the Russian infrastructure so that they can try try to destabilize the nation, which I don't agree with if that's what they're trying to do. Um, because they're doing that at the cost of the lives of Ukrainians, which, again, I'm not really invested in what happens, I guess. Um, I'm a humanitarian to a degree, so I don't want bad things to happen to people that it shouldn't happen to, like the civilians that this stuff is happening to. But, man, it's a lot of steps will have to happen for us to get to nuclear warfare with, with Putin. Yeah. What is the host of The Daily Show's name? I don't know why. Trevor Just, Noah. Trevor Noah. My thing that I've been seeing that I was like, this is so fucking... so. You know, you think of people saying like racist, fucked up shit. You think of that being completely American, but uh, he's been talking about on the Daily Show how he shows all these clips <laughs> of reporters around the world talking about how shocked they are. Like this is a developed European. These are Europeans. These are educated people. This isn't Africa. This isn't Afghanistan. You know, th these refugee. <laughs> Like, I can't believe this is happening to these good white people. It's essentially what a lot of commentary has been. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, goddamn. <laughs> and they don't even, they're oblivious to how it sounds to say, well, this ain't, you know, this ain't them niggas. This, this ain't them Israeli people. You know, this is, these are good white people. And, and oh. I can't believe this is happening to them. And European nations are the masters of war. Like, they had a war called the Hundred Years' War. Like, really? come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, oh yeah, that's what racism is done across the world. Another thing is that, like, they're not letting African students leave yeah. Ukraine. Like, black folks are having a real, if, if you got melanin, you're having a real bad time in Ukraine and Russia right now. You know, and there's black Ukrainian and there's black Russians, but... Uh, it's a video of a bunch of African students trying to leave, and uh, and they're on the Polish border because they're trying to leave Ukraine. 
but they got guns on them. And nobody knows whether it's Ukrainian army that got guns on them or whether it's Polish that got on guns on them. But universally, black folks been having a hard time getting any movement because, you know, racism around the country. I mean, around the globe. It's just and the other bit of news I'm going to go to is uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden did a State of the Union address. And man, he abandoned all notions of black <laughs> in that motherfucking State of the Union. Not only that, but he was like, the answer is not to defund the police. I think we can all agree that the answer is to fund the police. Like, what? Now, either one of two things is happening. Either Joe Biden is the same person that he has always been, and he was just using what needed to be said as a platform to be voted in as the president, or what is equally or maybe more likely is that all of the heat that the Democrats have been taken by the right saying that they're anti-police, this is going to give them leverage to say that no. Everybody cheer for funding the police, so we're not anti-police, especially since the midterms is coming up. Um, which would make it a strategy, but the strategy would be at the heels of the messaging that the black people who voted for him expected him to follow up on. And so I guess the question is, is political strategy that's going to keep you in the position to move forward by creating a new rhetoric more valuable, or is keeping the same rhetoric that may lose you the ability to be in those positions um, in the midterms just a more respectable position? I don't know. I think that we're going to have to see how he talk after the midterms if things go well for Democrats in the midterms. Let's see how he talking then. See if he's abandoned all notions of black or if that was just a strategy. Um... But yeah, that's all I was gonna say about that. The actor that played Bookman on uh, Good Times died. Yeah, I saw that. Johnny Brown. His name is actually John Brown. That's hilarious. Um, which I mean, we everybody dying. So I, I don't even at this point. I just went. Oh, now I did. I was scrolling looking for news, and I saw a picture of James Earl Jones. And I was real go. I did. That scared me. It was because they're um he getting something named after him and I was like y'all gotta yeah. chill don't be <laughs> it, it, I, don't do that scare me um I just thought this was funny so the company that is usually the company that's hired to work on the ice cream machine at McDonald's is suing McDonald's because they feel like. Basically, they blaming them for the ice cream machines being down all the time, and they're saying that that's not the case. They are suing them for $900 million for, I guess, defamation? They're probably going to win. <laughs> but see, I think it's been an error in communication because when I worked at McDonald's, the ice cream machine, ice cream machine being down mean that we've dismantled it. It don't mean it is broken. But everybody think that it means the ice cream machine is broken, depending on how the person communicated. 
And most, because the ice machine ain't ice machine ain't never broke. It's just not operable in the mornings, and we take it down like before the mid the night shift start. Like so, at like eight thirty, we break it down. So if you come after eight thirty, you're not finna get no ice cream. Well, that would be helpful for people. Like, don't nobody that don't work there know that shit. And when you usually, if somebody say that something's down, it means broken. <laughs> like, you know that because you work there, but like other people ain't gonna know that. I know. <laughs> And I was 16. I wasn't finna goddamn. I didn't know what messaging was. I didn't know what the fuck. <laughs> I just did what they told me to do. Hey, let everybody know the ice cream machine is down. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, ma'am. The ice cream machine is down. You're right. It's a very important thing to know about ice cream machines at McDonald's. Is that it's just broken down and not broken. Which, again. which See, that if, would put the uh, responsibility on McDonald's and not the company. No, well. Well, but but perceptually, if every McDonald's around the country is saying their machine is broken and everybody researches what company fixes the machines, it can make them look negligible and look like they ain't doing their job. Man, who look neg- negligible? The company that's supposed that, to be fixing it. That's why they suing them. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the response, if McDonald's explain or if, if employees explain that, no, it's just that we, we didn't broke down the machine and ain't put it up. The responsibility of people not being able to get ice cream would be on McDonald's instead of on, oh, the machine just break down all the time or it's not being fixed. And so it benefited them all this time for people to think it was just broken all the time because then it make it just seem like like the company. It's the company fault. You want to hear something disgusting? No. I don't eat at McDonald's. Go ahead. I don't care. The ice cream machine at the McDonald's that I first worked at was old as hell and we was gonna get ready to replace it when we took the front off of it just roaches just living all in the machine just ran all over the place i was like bro this is where i work at (laughs) that shit was disgusting i can't but i mean you really can't avoid roaches in our world our society you could do your best but when it come to like keeping old shit in your house it, or place of work is is gonna be hard to keep creatures out because ain't nowhere sealed a hundred percent tight to keep creatures from coming in, especially a place like McDonald's. But yeah, um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna you know, Kanye got him a Kim light looking like out here, and Kim. What I would like to talk about is that Kim was able to get the court to declare her single. Even though legally she is single, even though her divorce is not finalized. <laughs> and I did not even know that that was possible, that you could do that. Life get easy when you got money. I see, because shit. I mean, they don't, they ain't settle custody, the money, none of that. But she just wants to legally be declared single so she can do what she wants to do. And that not, I guess, be brought up later. Because I guess, like... Otherwise, he could say, well, she was dating all these people while we were married, mm. even though it was while they were separated. I don't know what her reasoning for, but I was just like, well, damn, I didn't even know you could do that shit. But apparently you can. Now, how much money it requires, I don't know. But if you got enough money, if your ex is fucking around and taking their time about signing the divorce papers, you can be legally declared legally single while that process is still going on in the background. Mm. So... Um, that's yeah. crazy. Um, Brittany Griner. Oh, I saw that. Has been arrested in Russia for uh, having drugs in her luggage. Uh, 
But it was like vape cartridges that had hash oil. Yeah. Well, you know, right now it's not known whether she actually did what they're saying she does. Because during wartime, Russia has will notoriously detain American citizens mm. at times of conflict. So it could very well be that this is what's happening, which is Joe Biden said, look, you over there, come home. Why was she in Russia? I don't know. She's probably doing some overseas ball playing, I guess. I don't know. I would have left as soon as all that bullshit started. Maybe she's doing something related to balling. Or maybe she just like going to Russia. Goddamn, I don't know. Um, but but yeah, I hope that ain't the case, but it may be. Um, a New Jersey high school banned um do rags. <laughs> like, how are students gonna get their wave game tight if they can't wear <laughs> do rags? Right? Like, yeah, damn, that's fucked up, school. Um. But bonnets, they they banned all the shit black people wear on their heads, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know how they do. Uh, well, I wish y'all would leave Rihanna. Look, Rihanna pregnant and happy and showing her belly every chance she get. Let her live, okay? Let her live. If we're going to be, you know, I stopped following Lizzo because I got tired of seeing her naked ass. I just did. I like her music. And anybody that, like, I don't have anybody on my timeline. I didn't have anybody on my timeline other than her that I could scroll and just be ass. Just, <laughs> that don't, you know, that's not something I want to see on my timeline personally. Um, And I get body positivity and she was doing all of that, but I really got tired of looking at her naked ass. So I, I, I unfollowed her. But she, you know, she's showing off doing her body positivity thing, and that's what Rihanna's doing. She's proud and happy about being pregnant and how she look. Let her live. And you don't want to see it, just don't look at it. Do what I did. Unfollow her. <laughs> so people are what people are talking negatively about Rihanna? Because face? she's showing her belly, talking about the baby gonna catch pneumonia. All she do is have her belly out. She ain't had a belly cover since she announced the pregnancy. Uh, babies can catch pneumonia while no, people just stupid. <laughs> people just annoyed that she is pregnant, walking around, showing this belly off, and that that's their reasoning for it. But no, I don't think that that's how that works. I think she would get pneumonia maybe and get sick. Um, and that ain't even based off of her. But you know, you could be butt ass naked and you get sick from germs. <laughs> yeah. Not from temperature. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, apparently people are tired of seeing it. But again, just do what I did. I unfollow Lizzo. I still like her music, you know. I'm a fan of the music. I don't really give a fuck about the rest. So I unfollowed her, so I don't have to see it. Do the same with Rihanna and shut the fuck up. Let her be. This is what she wanna do. She wanna show her bell off. She proud of it. She happy. Let her be happy pregnant. This is how she's celebrating her pregnancy. And that's just what it is. Let her be. I kept making her pre- wanting her to be pregnant all these years. Every year it was a shit, shit of Rihanna's pregnant. Rihanna's pregnant. And she never was. Now she's pregnant. She letting y'all know for a fact, unequivocally, <laughs> that she is in fact pregnant and gonna have a baby. Let it, let her, let her live. Like I said, you get tired of it, just don't look at it no more. If you following her, stop. Till she had a baby. Mm-hmm. Move on with your life. I, you know. If I don't want to see do. stuff, I don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. What it is, you know? Like I said, I got tired of 
Every time I would scroll past any of Lizzo pictures, she almost fucking naked. I got tired of it, so I unfollowed. Okay. And it's not because she big. I don't want to see nobody's naked ass on my fucking timeline. It's not what I'm scrolling around on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram for. My Instagram yeah. be stories and dogs and that kind of shit. I don't, I don't want to see that shit, so I unfollowed. So do the same with Rihanna. Let her live. Understood. But uh, with that being said, I ain't got no more news. Uh, yeah, that was all I had. All right. Uh, well, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.